What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Mongols brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I'm Mike. With me is Kev and Josh. We have been off since mid-December, and a whole lot has happened since then. So we're going to get all caught up. But first, guys, I want to get caught up with you. We got in here a few minutes early, and I had a whole bunch of questions like, how was your holidays? And then I was like, save it for the show. Save it for the show. So, Josh, you went to Ohio, right? Yes, I uh, was savvy and actually... Actually, it was just a coincidence, but the the storm hit, I think, on Friday, the big cold snap and all the the weather hit on Friday. And I had driven up or over to Ohio on Thursday. So I got there right before the storm hit, hunkered down was all of our holiday stuff was around my hometown. Like my whole family back home lives like within like five blocks of each other. So didn't really have to drive anywhere major pretty much just set out the whole storm and then i came home the day after christmas and all the roads were pretty much clear so it's like nothing happened as far as weather goes because yeah looking at some other people holiday travel is trying to you know travel on christmas day or anything like that looked like a nightmare or the friday before christmas and yeah seattle even like my i have co-workers that work in seattle and like ice everywhere it, there was nothing but like fail videos of people like sliding down hills, like just like trying to walk to work in Seattle. It looks terrible. Yeah. Savvy and Ohio were two words that I didn't think would be put together, but you pulled that off. Well done. Kev, speaking of traveling in, in inclement weather, you drove up from Tennessee and yeah. ran into some crap. How was that? Pick, pick the worst days on both ends. Um, <laughs> yeah. Friday we drove up, you know, it was funny cause that was the day that it was like kind of ripping through the east coast and when we left knoxville for the first like two hours we're like this is nothing like there is nothing on the road it's not even rain like overblown again right <laughs> and then uh you know the temperature just keeps dropping you know five four three we get into the negatives and we get up into like the higher elevations in west virginia and uh yeah, the entire time my dad is telling me, like, maybe you should, you should probably go up this route. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we finally hit it. And yeah, it was just like, stop us in a track. Like, we were, we were on like major highways going 35 and just like freaking out and just, you know, making sure we don't slide off the road. So yeah, usually that trip takes around like nine hours. It took us about like 12 and a half. Um, but, uh, you know, still unclenching from it and then, uh, and then on, on the on the drive back to knoxville um like everything was fine until we hit tennessee and of course that day snow decided to come through tennessee and just like put i-40 at a standstill too and so like visibility was crap and just i was like you got to be kidding me so <laughs> yeah we picked the worst days but in the end you know we got home everything was safe everything was fine and it was it was good to see everyone i mean i hadn't been home for pittsburgh since the brief trip of like us celebrating our wedding in 2020 with our family back in pittsburgh before that it was pre-covid so it's this was like the wow. first time yeah it's it's been a while so it was good yeah you wouldn't have been able to tell that it was pre-COVID in our house because I had one kid who had a fever of 103 like the day before. The other one was coughing. So we said, heck with it. We still want to see everybody because Kevin came in from out of town and like our other brother was in from out of town. So literally everybody came over our house and we just wore masks and then like ate food in different rooms. Less because of COVID and more because of like we don't know what they have and we don't want to give it to people who are traveling. So turned out the the youngest had the flu 
he had like a weird strain of the flu. It, it kicked him for a whole week. He just like couldn't eat, was just coughing all the time. We thought it was that RSV. Mm-hmm. And so my wife took him like the day before he's supposed to go back to school. She took him to Med Express and they tested him. They were like, yeah, this is the last day that we could have tested him for the flu. Like you have like so much of a window and they're like, so he's not contagious. He can go back. And he literally popped up the next day and was like, I feel great and wanted to go to school. So we're like, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but that sort of limited what we could do. So there was a lot of video games and uh, the boys got a 3d printer for Christmas. So we did a lot of 3d printing and making fun stuff. So sounds like I, a tragedy I, for three boys. I know it was, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was terrible. awful. Um, no, so wait, I considered, I, go ahead, Josh. I was just gonna say, so wait, 3d printer, how much of this has turned into dad oh, has yeah. to troubleshoot every single <laughs> yeah. little thing possible because like so, the bed's not level or the so, filament's too hot or whatever. So dad, dad wasn't into, well, dad was like, Oh, I could either get this as a kit or I could get it like fully assembled. And I was like, save a hundred bucks and get the kit. <laughs> and like, literally it took me a day and a half to assemble it because literally every single piece of it needed to be assembled from start to finish. So even at that, I was like, how hard could this be? And like, literally it was all Christmas day building and then troubleshooting the next day. And thankfully the one that we got has like auto bed leveling. And so far it's been like smooth sailing and they've been printing out like swords and masks and like Pokemon stuff. And um, they've been making their own little models. So I was going to try to make, because today, you know, which we'll get to here in a second, is just sort of a random hodgepodge of news. I was going to make like a little click wheel that we could like spin and then like you'd hear it. Um, but I didn't get time to do that. Instead, I made like a little stand for my desk so that my laptop could actually stand up and it's not sitting on six books precariously ready to fall over. So, um, yeah, so what you're saying is that pretty soon for uh, the Mongol Minute or whatever the heck Liz calls her show, <laughs> um, that you're going to be giving away little Cerberus <laughs> statues uh, during halftime? Is that what's going Listen, to happen? Listen, <laughs> the sky's the limit here, Josh. We could do whatever we want. Um, I already printed out a, a pretty large logo, uh, Mongol's logo, just like to try it. I was like, I, I should have known. SVG. I should have yeah. known. <laughs> It happened already. Don't worry. It's, we, we've got ideas. We've got thoughts. Also, does that mean, Mike, that now a, a day and a half's worth of your time is worth $100? Does that mean I can just give you like $100 for like a day and a half's work? Is that, no. Is that I, like I said, if I have to do it all over again, it's just going to be like, okay, just pay the extra money, suck it up, <laughs> deal with it. I, I don't want to like make it seem like money's falling from the sky because it's not. It's just like it's not worth all, my entire Christmas day and a half to like troubleshoot this thing and figure it out. And it's cool because like if something does go wrong, because I literally have touched every piece of the stupid machine, I know what needs to be fixed, but this is tell us I'm how doing. you really feel. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, don't you worry. So um, I, I kind of want to preface this show by, I, I feel like my, not my role. I feel like for the most part, we are an optimistic group as it comes to this team. And that like, we always sort of put on a happy face. I'm already getting the sense that like, for me, there's going to be a switch this year. And it's not, it's not that I'm going to be pessimistic. It's that it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. I'm just saying, I feel like I'm just going to be telling it more how it is like as a fan. Um, you know, uh, we, we, yeah, I'll believe it when I see I it, Mister. We're not going to lose a game. Clip this audio, everyone. Oh yeah, clip I know. Audio. I know. <laughs> Listen, I swung so far last year. I got to swing back the other way just to bring everything back in balance. Uh, we're going to have no. one big signing sign uh, announcement. You're going to be like, "All right, this is the year. We got this. This is Absolutely. all the way, baby." Listen, <laughs> I, <laughs> baby, hey. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I, I said at the end of last season, what did I want this off season? And it was that I wanted to be surprised. And so far I'm seeing no signs of being surprised. And if nothing else, we'll talk about it a little bit. I'm like almost just nonplussed by what's happened so far. So I'm, I'm setting myself up to be let down this season. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are super optimistic about it and I don't want to, you know, rain on your parade. So obviously you feel the way you feel. I still support the team. I literally got one of their warm up shirts for Christmas. So like I'm all in, but I love this. Call this is this. amazing. Michael's calling it already. We're going <laughs> to Kevin, are you going to be the optimistic one this year? Just to have fun, maybe. I think I just want to like <laughs> Yeah, why not? Yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool's not giving you anything to cheer about, so you know, might exactly. As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll around. Um, guys, anything else that we want to touch on here before we like dive into actual pounds stuff? No, Do anything I mean, else I, cool? Before this episode, like before today was you know started, like in the morning, I was like, oh, it's going to be kind of a light episode because there's only a couple things to talk about. Then we got you know the full schedule and. I, I kind of forgot all about like, oh, we haven't talked about the new keeper coach or, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's it's actually feeling like there's a there's a good amount to actually get into today. That, that's why click wheel, man. I totally <laughs> missed the window. I should have just did that instead of the laptop stand. But here we are. <laughs> um, yeah, lots and lots of stuff. So let's just dive right in. Um, let's start with the schedule, Josh, because you you mentioned that. So last week, as is customary with the USL, they always release the home schedules first, which typically gives us two games that we know of for the Hounds to play because we know our home game and then we know whoever we're playing at home. So our home opener this year is going to be Friday, March 24th versus Miami. So first time that we've had a Friday home opener in like, forever i feel it, maybe it only happened one or two other times i can't remember um but we actually opened the season two weeks earlier at birmingham so we get a nice little repeat of uh, the playoff match and our budding rivalry with birmingham <laughs> um so we'll start there and then two weeks later we open on a friday march 24th versus miami josh uh you know the full schedule came out today um I have a few thoughts. Was there anything that jumped out at you? I know the steel army has been looking at tickets and tweeting up a storm about, you know, over like the course of three weeks, the hounds are gonna be traveling more than the Steelers all season. So what, what are, what are your thoughts here? Um, so the schedule is a little bit weird already. Like just looking at it, it, it feels so like stop, go, stop, go. And like, it, it kind of understand why to some extent, like we have uh, a lot of way games, to start with and then to end with and you know pittsburgh gets cold and if you want ticket sales you want to have you know more of a a summer schedule and that's what we got like i mean you can't complain if you're the ticketing office for the uh riverhounds you have to be pretty happy with the schedule because it's it's a lot of summer games at home was our july or june like it's just boom 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 home 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 so it's it's actually pretty good as far as that goes and that's that's nice you kind of want that for the team um, so I'm happy about that, but I'm, I'm not too happy about some other stuff. Like all those away games in a row, like I, I'm saying it now. So that way we, we have it on record that we should not panic at the beginning of the season when mm. we have all these away games and we're not getting all the points we think we should. And we're like, man, Lily's team, slow start. It's always, you know, got this slow start. We have a lot of away games. 
I'm telling you guys so you can tell me because I'm probably going to be the one who like pitches <laughs> that narrative. Be like, yeah, if we could just start, you know, strong, it would be a lot better. But no, keep me in line here that this is because we have so many away games to begin with. Um, so I'll, I'll pass it along to someone else so they can have another hot take. But yeah, I have a couple of thoughts as well. <laughs> I'm going to piggyback off of that, though. I think what what makes me worried and tweeted this out earlier is we have a stretch in July where I think we have six games over the course of three weeks. um, And there's one week where we don't have a midweek game. So literally it will be, let's see, um, home against uh, Sac Republic on Saturday. Then we go to Louisville on Wednesday. Then we're home against Detroit on Saturday. Then we get a break. Then we play Charleston away at Saturday, Indy at home on Wednesday, and then Memphis at home on Saturday, followed by Tampa the following Saturday. Like that is a that's a stretch, man. Especially you know if it's hot, and you know some of those teams. I mean, we're going to be in the playoff hunt with. I'm assuming, although you know we'll, we'll get to it in a second. Our buddy John Morrissey said that right now he has the Hounds outside of a playoff spot. Um, just as things are right now that will likely change, but considering how other teams are shaping up, um, we'd have to agree with them. Right, Mike. I mean, based on I, here. <laughs> I do, I don't disagree with them. So, um, oh, so man, yeah. you, that's a Kevin answer too. I don't disagree. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> that, that like two hours that you're at my house, Kevin, you just completely rubbed off on me. Can we make yeah. a three headed Eeyore instead of a, a hound? <laughs> like, could that be this year's, uh, We'll just take its tail and like stick a nail in it. Like it's just hanging there. And that'll be that. Um, Yeah. So that, that gives me some concern. Kev, is there anything that, you know, sort of glancing at the schedule in the 30 seconds that we've given you by vamping here that, uh, that jumps out at you? I mean, it is true. I I don't like, is there any um, like public explanation on the burstiness of the schedule being home and away because that is weird well one thing to keep in mind is there's a lot of west coast teams we're we're facing off against this year um and those are kind of split between home and away because the way it's working this year with us having a home and away with all of our east coast uh teams and then either a home or in a way against every single west coast team so that's going to make it kind of weird right there i i do think the hounds pushed for a lot of home games in the summer where we yeah. can actually have better ticket sales and it's just also nice not to have to worry about the field in the winter months so yeah. the, i can understand why those are you know the very beginning of the season the very end of the season kind of light on home games so it, it, it does make sense as far as that goes and then i also wondering like we don't have a lot of wednesday games compared to like right seasons of the past so it, it's not like we have like a super congested uh season as far as that goes there are a couple of you know wednesday games where i'm like uh, i don't know this is gonna suck but uh it's not that bad that was the first thing i looked at when when the full schedule came out was i was like okay how many how many weeks do we have just one game a week and that was when i got to that july stretch and went ah crap but for the most part yeah. it's pretty evenly spread out which is good um well, i would there's... love go ahead Ken. go ahead go ahead no you go <laughs> no you go you go. Okay. I was just. Gonna, go. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say that, like, you know what? Uh, the the games around the Fourth of July, uh, like, look good too. Two home games, uh, Louisville and Sacramento. Um, 
you know, that looks enticing, you know, what Sacramento finishing fourth last season uh, and Louisville's Louisville. Um, I also, I don't know, the, I, I know it's like last game of the season, if you need a result, you know, a home game against a team that isn't expected to do well is nice. But, you know, I don't know if there's something there's some there's something uh rightfully spicy about an away game at Detroit for the last game of the season like that mm-hmm. that feels that feels like it could be you know a, a really kind of high energy game so in a way I'm happy with that and I'm, I'm happy it's kind of Detroit I don't know I would I would be so not interested if we had to like play you know Tampa or Louisville the last game of the season I think you gotta be kidding me but it's um, gonna be interesting because like if that game's important that's gonna be yeah. like you said spicy and I'm both like loving that because it's going to be super interesting to go because that's our away trip like yeah. steel army we have a couple of away trips that we can plan out and like detroit is going to be it and last year detroit was at the beginning of the season away and it was like we had like no time to like plan or to get things together no excuses this year we have all season to get like our act together and actually figure out what's going on with detroit but at the same time it is circled around. So now it's so late in the season. It's like, ah, oh, crap. We have to go to Detroit when it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> October. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be the best weather as far as that goes. Probably whoever can't. But see, that also kind of adds to it, right. With like the culture of Pittsburgh and Detroit, right. Just kind of really like, yeah, I don't know. It feels, it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was one of my takes. And then the, another one is I, I'm so disappointed that we have Louie on a Wednesday away because mm-hmm. that was like yeah. oh we we've been talking like it would be really cool to go to louis for an away trip and we had these plans right before covid hit where like everyone had like airbnbs booked and like we're all thinking like oh we'll do like a whiskey tour like it was gonna be a blast and then covid hit and we couldn't go and we haven't had a chance since to actually like plan a good louis trip so having louis on a wednesday that blows i will say i kind of like though what we Home game against Louisville on July 1st, away game against Louisville on July 12th. Smack dab in the middle of the season, and they're almost back-to-back games. Kind of weirdly like that. Like, we look see, at I'm Louisville. That was <laughs> no, see, I, I, go ahead, you go. You go, go. We, we kind of, like, you know, we look at Louisville for what could be essentially perceived as once this season. And it's in the middle. We're both warmed up. We get a feeling for each other. And then we forget about each other for the rest of the season <laughs> with the thought that hopefully we face off against them in the playoffs. Like what I don't want is, I don't know, you know, let's say we're in a position where we're looking at like a fifth, fifth, like fifth place finish going into the playoffs, Louisville second or first, we play Louisville like second game towards the end of it, like second to last game of the season. And they beat us like two nil. Like, that just leaves a bad taste in your mouth and they know like from recency, like recent, like we have your number kind of thing with this. It's like, there's no excuse about it being at the beginning of the season. And there's none of that, like kind of right before playoff, like stakes to, to so we can still feel each other out and we, we essentially get kind of one pass at each other. And then we, you know, hopefully circle back around to them in the playoffs. I, I get your argument, but you also make it sound like we're, both looking at that game like oh this is going to be huge i think we look at that game like it's huge i'm not convinced louisville looks at the game like it's huge i i don't care what louisville thinks yeah i know (laughs) i'm i'm looking at you know even earlier in the season we do something quasi similar with birmingham it's a little bit further away but we play them 
at, you know, the first game of the season in March. And then we play them again mid-May. And then we don't see them again the rest of the season. And so part of me wishes that, listen, I love the fact that USL has gotten their act together. And now it's, you play every team in the East twice and you play every team out the West once because that way it's balanced for everybody. You don't have the situation where it's like some teams are playing tougher teams from the West and the points are, it's, it's skewed. Everything is balanced. That's great. I would love to see us get to a point where it's like the European leagues where literally the first half of the season, you play everybody once and the second half of the season, you pay everybody a second time because then you sort of get two fair shots. You know, Kev, those Louisville games say that, you know, Jamali wait or Kenny is hurt for like a two week span. Like you, you, you don't have them for either of the Louisville games. And I know you're like, it doesn't matter. It matters for the player. I get it. But like, Points or points. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Yeah. Anyway, I, I was going to say yeah, the, the positive spin on that is that then they even, you know, they don't know us even more than, right. you know, by that point, by the time we would hope, you know, circle. I really like the fact, too, what the last seven games of the season are all evenly spaced out a week. So it's Saturday, yeah. Saturday, Saturday, that's Saturday. Nice. That's, that's really nice. Yeah. Um, we kind of only touched on a little bit, but uh, home opener on a Friday. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of sucks like on one do you want to wear hawaiian shirts on march 24th oh we're doing it we're doing hawaiian shirt day (laughs) i'm gonna see about a long sleeve hawaiian shirt uh (laughs) that's that might be my my go because i kind of want to get a new hawaiian shirt i've been wearing the same hawaiian shirt every friday match for like the last five years so like time to get a new one Hold on. The Hounds need to release a Riverhounds theme Hawaiian shirt and they need to release a Riverhounds theme ugly Christmas sweater because I was looking for one for the holidays this year and I could not find one. They and... have a sweater. I wouldn't call it ugly, but they had like a holiday themed sweater. I don't know if it's still available, but I know they, they had one. I think Jesse has one, uh, a okay. former member. Now he works mm-hmm. for the Hounds because I, I remember I think he wore it actually to the holiday party, but uh, I don't want them to release the Hawaiian shirt. I want the Steel Army to release a Hawaiian shirt. Ah, so get up off of our okay. marketing yeah. play. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they don't do Hawaiian shirt day. We do. So yeah, a Steel Army Hawaiian shirt would be pretty sick. I'm not promising anything because I don't know how much it costs to make Hawaiian shirts. And I don't know if we have the budget, but that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I, we always have like a long tailgate for the first home opener of the season. On a Friday, there's not going to be a lot of people who call off work to do a tailgate. Uh, so that's kind of sucks. Like we're going to have uh, a bridge tailgate. Uh, we usually go all out with food for the tailgate. Again, if everyone's coming from work, probably not going to be as easy to do. We'll still do something. Some of us will call off work, but I don't know what to expect for that. And selfishly, my biggest thing is I've been trying to get all Hounds Eve off the ground for like three years. COVID happened, couldn't do it then. It's supposed to be like the day before the home opener. We go out to a bar and have a blast. And like, I'm thinking like, oh, we have a bar now. We have the the Bulldog Pub. Like, this will be great. We have a hometown bar, jukebox, just have fun. Like, no game to watch, just just having fun. Yeah, not going to happen. I don't think anyone's Thursday coming out night. to Bulldog on a Thursday yeah. night <laughs> before work. <laughs> so, uh, crush dreams once again as far as home <laughs> opener. I mean, unless you guys do it like the weekend before and then we try to figure out some way to do something cool like every day that week leading up to the home opener. I'm not saying I'm not implying anything is in the works. I'm just saying like I can see the week before, maybe like the weekend before we do all Hounds Eve and just call it that still, even though it's. (laughs) Yeah. 
Wait, the name's clever. Do, I'm trying to make do, it stick. Do, do something houndsy where it's like all hounds Eve, 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 or something like that. All yeah. houndsy Eve. That's what we'll just call that Eve. one. Since it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's that's sort of the latest on the schedule. Like we said, the, the full schedule officially dropped today. So um, we sort of just got our first look at it. We'll obviously hear more as it comes out. The Hounds have already teased that there's a number of promotions that they're going to be bringing back, including Dollar Beer Nights um, on certain nights, which they'll announce later. They talked about celebrity appearances at the games, which like I don't know what that means, um, but we'll have to wait and see. So much more to come about the schedule. Um, and uh, And yeah, we'll go from there um let's see i'm just gonna jump around here let's talk about pro i jumped all the way to the bottom of our agenda oh yeah so um one thing that came out over the break is that uh so for i don't know how many years now josh you might know for sure but um pro is the organization that has been providing the referees for the usl um and this season it was announced that USL is not going to be using the pro refs for 2023. At least the pro refs will still be the refs for the MLS next pro league and for the NWSL, just not for USL. And the announcement that was put out made it sound like part of the decision was based on the fact that pro wanted the USL to pay for training for the refs in addition to administrative fees and things like that for the refs for like getting to games uh you know the refs that are in the box I, we don't really have var but like you have other refs that are doing stuff beyond the people that are on the field and apparently the usl wasn't interested in paying more fees for pro so it felt like every game last season and it felt like every game for the seasons before that we had complaints about the refereeing now we're not going to have pro, but what is there in place of pro? Like if that's the best thing that's out there and we're like, we don't want to pay for training for those guys. Like what are we going to end? Like is, is Tuffy going to be roughing like all of the hounds games? <laughs> is, is that what we're going to do? Josh, yeah, what, do you, what do you think about this? Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm worried about it. Uh, I don't know how worried to be about it. Cause on one hand, like you're saying, what else is there out there? But at the same time, it's not like, can't we just get these pro refs, you know, freelance essentially? Like how many of them are like, is there like an exclusivity clause in their contracts where they can only yeah. ref for the, pro? like, I don't know. I don't even know if there's a pro union. Like I don't, I don't actually know the details about that. So it'd be interesting to find out a little bit more details. Anyone has it as far as that goes. Um, but overall, we, we always complain about the refs and it, it does feel like, being with part of pro we always kind of get the the refs who are training to go up to mls or higher so maybe it's not a big deal maybe that means we might be able to snag some more professional refs that are actually higher up uh you know i don't see that happening but who knows i'm the only thing that really worries me the most about this is i'm worried about us having regional refs like this ref always does these games because he lives around the area or this ref, she lives, you know, close to Pittsburgh. So they're always the ref for us. Like, I don't want to have the same refs every single time. And that kind of excuse the results. Cause like, we know this ref does this certain thing and this one over here does a different thing. So I'm worried about that. I want to make sure that we still get a good mix as far as where the rest are coming from. Yeah. Kev, do you have any thoughts on just refereeing in general and, 
Yeah, I mean, this this stuff is so far outside of, you know, what I might possibly know anything about. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, no idea where they would come from. Um, yeah, I don't know how it's going to work out. But I but my hot take is, you know, no matter who fills the position, we will still complain about refs. I mean, yeah, I don't think that will ever go away. That's pretty fair. So something to keep an eye on. I'm sure the league will have to announce something here at some point or not. We'll just show up for the first home opener and uh, there'll be refs on the field and we'll be like, okay, great. Um, so we'll just have to sort of wait and see. But again, early season news. So we got to talk about it. Um, let's touch on the fact the Hounds got a new goalkeeper coach. So John Bush, uh, the team announced this, I think it was last week. Uh, John is a former MLS goalkeeper of the year. He also played for Lilly. For a season with the Hershey Wildcats, which is a theme we're going to get back to here in a minute. Um, he actually got he, he got some time playing for the U.S. men's national team in 2005 under Bruce Arena. Got a 3-0 shutout over Columbia. Um, and he's also bounced around and coached in a number of youth settings. So um, he, he helped coach with a number of the U.S. youth teams. He most recently was at Tampa Bay um, in their youth system. And he helped their keeper win the Golden Glove this past season uh, for their youth setup. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, we've, we've talked about how it would be great to have some more coaches. It feels like we are, our, our goalkeeping coach is a bit of a revolving door. So hopefully John is able to stick around a little bit. I know that, um, you know, people familiar with MLS or more familiar with MLS than I am seem pretty stoked by this. Josh, do you have any feelings about it? Yeah, I think it's a great signing. Like, uh, this is a pretty big get and it's one of those situations where I feel like we're going to talk about a little bit about you know the negative negative aspects of it feeling like bob goes to his rolodex and that's yeah. it like no new context but this is a situation where i think that rolodex really helps mm-hmm. where it's, it's he's able to you know find someone that he has a connection with because he's been around u.s soccer for so long that he just has these connections to bigger names that you might not think we could get and i think this is a situation where that plays out uh Plusik, it was another situation where he kind of was able to, you know, get a get like that. And everyone else is like, wait, really? That that's, you know, an option for us. It's an option for us because of Lily. So uh, this is a pretty cool get. Yeah, agreed. Um, We'll have to try to get Jamali back on here uh, before the season starts and get his take on, you know, having John in there and, you know, after he has some time to work with them and uh, I'm sure he'll say nothing but positive things because that's just sort of, (laughs) the way they roll but uh it would be fascinating you know after our conversation with him over the holidays which if you missed that go back and listen i think he'd be pretty transparent about at least in terms of training and his his thoughts on things so i think that would be a good good conversation to have kevin any any sort of thoughts on this no nothing to add i mean good resume it looks you know yeah it looks like a good signing yeah all right let's uh let's jump back up to player news guys so um couple of signings a uh, couple of like we know they're not coming backs so i guess the in terms of the not coming backs we know toby sims is not coming back he's officially signed with another club i believe in europe mm-hmm. um yeah so best of luck toby i think a lot of people were holding that hope that he might be back with us that is not the case um we officially announced that kenny is back with the team kenny forbes so i think they said this is his sixth season which means that it's also lily's sixth season uh which it's like man time has flown um you know 
nothing but good things to say about Kenny. Uh, they they had a, a clip of uh, the combine, the player combine that went on this past week. And literally Kenny's on the sidelines with a clipboard, like telling people what to do and where to go and like keeping tabs on players. So uh, Kenny is a great guy. We've had him on the show. Um, great personality. Uh, he's Lily's guy. I don't think that anybody was surprised that he was coming back. So it almost felt a little shady that the team was like big signing being announced and it's <laughs> Kenny. And we were all like, Oh, no kidding. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, um, so yeah, I mean, Kev, any, any thoughts on Kenny coming back with the team? I, I think it's really important to have players like that in the squad and in the dressing room. And, you know, like you said, doing things like that, like just, just being a presence where guys can come into the club and look at the USL all-time assist leader and, you know, see how he works day in, day out. Um, I really don't think, like, I don't expect the quality of Kenny to diminish, like, uh, like to noticeable really? degrees. Okay. I know. I really don't. I, I mean, I think, cause here's the thing. I mean, look, I've been critical about how, like, yeah, look, I think his legs have gone, but like, his his legs were kind of gone last season and he's not going to get more immobile than he was last season um and his technique is still ridiculous his vision is still ridiculous you know his his ability on dead balls are, are great so he'll he'll create chances he'll he'll you know score goals he'll, he'll rack up more assists and and like i said i think really his presence being around younger players and, and new players and showing them what the culture of the club is and how to, how you're supposed to train here. You know, it's, I think it's, it's really important. My one concern um, about Kenny is just uh, last season, Justin pointed it out that if you looked at our offensive output and where most of our chances were coming from, it was like 85% of our crosses we're coming from Kenny, like nobody else is crossing the ball. No one else is really making plays. And if that is what our offense is going to be, then this year is going to be more of the same from last year. I don't disagree with anything you said. I think that Kenny is a great personality. I think that he's great to have in the locker room. Um, I think he's great to have around the team, but if it's still like you're our go-to source for goals, then I'm a little bit nervous. Josh, how are you feeling about it? I feel like that's more of a an issue with other signings, not with the Kenny signing itself. Like it's that's fair. If if no one else is there to to pick up the slack, he's going to be able to do it, and that's what you want. Like you know, I feel like if Kenny were to be a a new player who just came on the team, we would all be ecstatic to have Kenny Forbes. Yeah. I feel like we were kind of spoiled by having him for so long, and kind of just getting used to having that presence, getting used to having that skill. Uh, so it's. It's still exciting. If as, as long as he's willing to play, I feel like he he needs to be a hound. So I'm I'm happy he's still playing and we still got him. I think that's a really fair point. Like, don't blame Kenny for the non-signings by the rest of the team. Like, take Kenny for what Kenny is and be happy about it. And then you know, if we're not signing other offensive players or we're not getting other offensive output, that's not his fault. He can only do what he does on the field. So I think that's that's a that's a fair way to look at it. And like, not to spoil the next signing, I don't know who you're going to talk about, but having Kenny and then also having a new signing that we just got, another veteran presence. I feel like it's going to be really awesome to have offense and defense as far as a a veteran presence. So you you sort of teed it up. Let's talk about the next signing that the team announced. So uh, 
we had one other signing, which was um, Joe Farrell from mm -hmm. Phoenix. So Joe is 28 years old, six foot two defender. He's from PA. So he grew up in PA. Um, the, the, the link, if you're looking for one, is that he signed with Rochester right out of college. He had basically 60 appearances and seven goals over two seasons with Bob before he moved to Phoenix. So after Rochester shut down, he went to Phoenix. He's been with Phoenix ever since. And now he's coming to Pittsburgh to play for Bob again in his rookie year, 2016. Um, which if I could do math is seven years ago, he was selected to the USL all league second team. He scored four goals that season, which is, you know, for a defender is fantastic. The downside is that since 2019, he's had four goals in total. So he had all, he had that big output in one year and then four goals since then. My thoughts on Joe, and then I'll, I'll, I'll kick them over to you guys, is the only thing that makes me a little bit weary is that when this announcement came out, the team sort of spun it as like this offensive powerhouse that was going to come in. And like the clips were all of him like heading home, all of these crosses and doing all of this stuff. And I, I get it. But when you actually look at the stats, you know, I compared his numbers to Arturo Ordonez, who we know is back this season. Ordonez was a rookie last year. So in, in, in 2022, this past season, they both had the same number of goals. They both had one goal. Um, Ordonez had 40 more clearances, had seven more blocks, and had one more interception than Farrell. And Ordonez had more minutes and more starts than Farrell had as well. So on the surface, I think that anytime we sign somebody new, we have high hopes that this player is going to be like a massive impact. And I'm not saying that, that Joe is not going to be a massive impact, but I also wanted to make sure that when we sort of look into the numbers and things, we're getting basically another Ordonez and there's nothing wrong with that. Ordonez was fantastic last year. And I think that his ceiling is just going to continue to increase. But um, if we're expecting, you know, Joe Farrell to come in and be Joe Greenspan, that may not be the case. Um, so that's my thoughts on it. I don't know. Josh, like what, the, are, what are your thoughts on it? Or Kev, go ahead. I was just gonna say quickly. I mean, I like the idea. I just looked it up, you know, Ordonez six, two, uh, Joe Farrell six, two, I think, especially in defensive situations, I like, you know, you can't teach height kind of thing. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. uh, like I, sometimes it's just nice to have some big guys on the field and you know, it's, you know, six two isn't towering. I think I remember Greenspan being about six four, but like, aren't you six two, Kev? I'm like six three, six four. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, Mike? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a measly five eleven over here, so you know, you're all taller than me. I don't want to talk about it, but uh, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, like again, though, like I, I feel like the one aspect that he brings that like Ardonia's like didn't bring was the veteran like the quality yeah. like the the presence on the field uh just the the knowledge that he will bring to a back line uh to a defense in general and how that is very important and like having someone like that is a big deal because i don't feel like we've really had that in the back line for a while so it it kind of will be nice to have that and he made a whole bunch like even though he didn't start every single game like he still has how many appearances for phoenix and like phoenix isn't a bad team so oh no they, yeah yeah they're yeah. still putting him on the field there's yep. there's a reason for it so yep. it's it's i don't think that i i agree that we shouldn't get our hopes super super high in you know the joe greenspan comment it, you know it's noted and it's it's definitely valid 
but I do think he brings a lot to this organization and I'm excited to see how that plays out because I do feel like our back line has been pretty shaky as far as a presence, as far as a just confidence. And he brings that. Yeah. And I didn't think I'd be pining for like early day Lily defensive, you know, structures, but now it feels like a warm (laughs) blanket on a cold day. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, and Mike, your characterization of like setting up, uh, might be completely accurate, um, but but like providing some level of counterbalance to like just another way to potentially read a scenario like this. Um, I remember there's a story, especially like for defensive players. Um, I forget the player specifically, but there was a story I remember about Alex Ferguson, who he had some player in his in his team at United, and through he had him for like m- multiple years, and he, he would notice kind of like the past couple years, this player's stats defensively were going down. He was making less tackles. He was making less, like, clean, whatever, blocks and everything. And 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 so Ferguson sold him, and the player went on and, and still did, like, great things. And hit the kind of postmortem reading of it was that as this player got older, they just saw the game better. And so they they needed to make less tackles because they were just in the right position at the right time and they kind of easily clear it up and then you kind of move forward. So sometimes it, it could, uh, you know, a good experienced defender, I think on, on like on a stat level, things might get blurred a little bit if they're kind of reading the game better as they're becoming a more experienced player and they're just kind of like, you know, picking up balls in a, in a different way. Well, and you can't, you don't play the game by yourself. So, I mean, we're comparing apples to apples, but the fact is that Phoenix plays a different system than the Hounds played. So it might've just been the case that he didn't even get that many chances to have to, you know, make any light tackles or anything like that. Whereas we know that Ordonez often was very proficient at scrambling to cover for other people. And so it very well could be that case as well. I just want to know if uh, if Farrell um, will match Ordonez in the low socks outfit, because um, that's I think that would be really you know cool to have two center backs with low socks. Uh, <laughs> you know, that'd be fun. Yeah. And his uh, his welcome video to Pittsburgh was very cute. He had his son sort of record a, an exciting video about coming to Pittsburgh, and then they made the announcement. It was on social media. Um, if you guys missed it, go check out. I think the Hounds retweeted it, or Steel Army did too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, listen, I'm not saying that I'm not excited to have him here, but I'm also saying, like, if this is our marquee signing for the year, then, like, let's – temper expectations just a little bit so well also i mean last season i don't know it feels like we've been um ha i don't know what the word is but like uh, like with with the day like i mean like so (laughs) with the dane kelly signing like i don't know what's real anymore you know what i mean like (laughs) when dane kelly came in I was like, it, you know, yeah, it's over. Like, give us the trophy. We have the all-time assist leader. We have Dane Kelly. It's all done. And now it's just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> We've been burned. I think that's what you were, were sure. going to say. But you were like, oh, I'm going to be nicer about it. We've been burned with some big signings in the past where it feels like it should be a big deal. Uh, but then it's not such a big deal yeah, for us. Yeah. I, I, you know, this sort of gets to a point that I have here that one of the things that, again, this is me saying like, surprise me. Um, 
talk me off this ledge, but I'm just generally annoyed at the fact that it feels like when you look at other teams, they are signing exciting youth talent that is either coming up through their system or they're finding exciting young talent and bringing them in, or they're signing guys that are clearly in their prime or about to hit their prime. And it just feels like, you know, we have the Dane Kelly signing from last year. We have the Joe Farrell signing this year. And the the big announcement, anytime you see it, is that, oh, they're former All-USL players. And it's like, yes, Joe was a former All-USL player. Second team in 2016. So it feels like we're always going after sort of these former All-USL players but we're rarely signing current all USL players. And, you know, Kelly is one of those as well. Forbes, you know, Forbes was second team all USL this year from a stats perspective. Um, and I think he's made it every, every year that he's been with the hounds, but we don't have sort of those standout players or those, those types of standout players are leaving and going to playing somewhere else. So I don't know. I, it, something to me feels like, it's off in sort of how we approach recruitment, how we approach signing. Josh, you mentioned like, why is it that we won't, and we're going to do some research on this, but I would love to see over the past few years, how many players we've signed without making them go through the combine that have not either gone to pit or have played for Lily previously, or like Lily has seen them play in person previously. Cause it just feels like, we lack the capacity to sign anybody outside of that without forcing them through a combine or anything like that. To, to kind of like counterbalance that again. I mean, what, like the I club, told you I'm, I'm like wet blanket. No, that's fine. Yeah. The club can turn around and say like, like we signed Dane Kelly last year. What do you want? Like, you know, like, so, and, and I, I get what you mean, Mike. And I just, I don't think like, so I, I want to get like the club, at least gets a little bit of like time in the wake of signing Dane Kelly, at least from the argument of like, we never sign like marquee players. Um, I take it, but I, I, I think the theme and the sentiment of what you're saying, I'm, I'm generally aligned with as well. I just don't think Lily's ever going to really do that. I don't think there's ever going to be a, a, a year an off season where we're regular we're signing two or three players that were you know all usl players last season and i i think just the 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 thing is we try to find um wrongly discarded is a wrong is is a is a bad word but like wrongly discarded diamonds and then we just kind of shine them again and then you know put together a good team I'm, and I'm not saying you can't build a team that way. I mean, look, Tommy V was playing for what his oh, what college team. I mean, he was playing for his college team when they played the Hounds, and then Lily pounced on them after he saw him play in person. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just curious, like how we, yeah, yeah. It feels yeah. Like I mean, we, well, we also think about that too. I mean, process. I see what you mean about like these players have now gone, but yeah, I mean like. Funky Zeal, Ryan James, you know, like he came, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They were great players. Well, that's what I was going to say, where I, I do feel like I'd be interesting to go the other direction with that and see how many players we signed became all star uh, yeah. on the uh, all league teams. I mean, what was Greenspan doing before he 
played with i have no idea i like he could you could tell me he was amazing before he signed up <laughs> but, but yeah like that that's my point though it's like i'm wondering like how many people have you know how many players has come over under lily's wing and become all star players um that that's also important uh but yeah you you are right though as far as like the all star teams or the all league team i feel like other than forbes lately at least in the last couple of years that's pretty much been our main claim to fame is uh that's that's why we show up in those lists usually <laughs> yeah my and also like club's gonna say like, hey what do you want one of our goalkeepers it now plays for man city so like you know that, we, that, <laughs> that. <laughs> that was on loan from columbus yeah it's the, <laughs> he needed minutes for columbus um and that was also like three administrations ago so uh in terms of the team um no and, and listen that's not me it, you know we 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 get players like Danny Griffin or Nathan Dos Santos or you know Robbie Mertz because Lily is giving these guys a chance and he's finding them either through combines or something so i'm not saying that you can't find players like that what i am saying is that if you're and this we'll sort of get to this here in a second if you're trying to get people excited and drum up interest, I've sort of seen this, at least in the Premier League, there's little that gets people pumped up than like signings and speculation about signings. Like people people get really, it could be like a, a second division player from Spain and people be like, oh, did you see his highlights? This oh, it's so much better than what we have now. Like there's something about the off season where people get more hyped and excited about the off season. We talked about this a little bit last season where you got to be capitalizing on that. And like one thing that surprised me was we went back and watched uh, the hounds put out the combine videos, sort of recap videos from the two days of combines. And Lily said right in the video, it was like, yeah, we got 11 players that are signed and we're looking for yeah. some more people. The team has only announced nine players that have signed. So there's two players we've signed that they just haven't announced yet. And I'm like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> one of those players it, we're guessing we don't know, but on the home opener announcement, Danny Rivera is right there in the picture and they have not announced whether or not he's re-signed with the team or not. So it's like, is Danny coming back? His Twitter says he's still with the Riverhounds. Maybe, I don't know. Liz just said international paperwork. So maybe that's the case, yeah. but I, yeah. yeah. I, it, the whole 11 player sign thing is kind of like baffling to me. Like I, I'm hoping I'm a bit of a doubt. There has to be some reasoning as far as paperwork, like Liz is saying or something like that, but I, it's just, you're right. And like right now, that video that you're talking about that came out uh, from the combine, like over on the steel army, the steel army discord, like we, we have like, you know, trying to find the shorts, every single player's wearing like with logos and like, Oh, is that this teams and like searching for like, you know, league two in some league, like it's, it's, we're, we're, doing this because we want news <laughs> we yeah. want something uh to go off of and i know it's just maybe we're just being impatient like maybe it's coming and i i don't know if both those players that have not been announced are former players or if maybe one of them is a new player uh so it's very possible that it is already happened the thing we're complaining about has already actually happened and they're just waiting for the paperwork to clear before they can announce it and that sucks but yeah it is what it is I'm, I'm not going to be upset until the season, you know, until we get closer to the beginning of the season, because there's still plenty of time. And it's not like 
I I do feel like we will get good players. It's just the impatient part of it is, you know, hard to deal with. I mean, look, last season, I'm trying to remember how many players we signed in the offseason before the combine. But, you know, I did go on record and say I didn't think we were going to lose a game last season after the first few (laughs) games. So there are gems to be found um, through the combine, through college players. And in the combine, for those who don't know, it's it's an invitational combine. You can't just like show up. Um, And it's it's primarily either college players um, or it could be pros that are out of contract. Um, But these are all players that I guess Lily has seen or the coach or Visser has seen the coaching staff have seen and said, let's bring them in and do the combine. And then the idea is that if they really wow them at the combine, which they had two, like I said, this week, I think they have two more next week or the week after that. Um, then the hounds will offer them a deal right then and there. But if they think there's more to see, then they will invite them to training camp. And that's typically when, uh, you know, shoes will break out the spreadsheet of like, who's (laughs) here and who's leaving each week and who's coming in. And then we start playing that game. So this is not new, like to expect something different is, you know, folly. Um, but my whole thing of like, surprise me is, it feels like we've been walking in circles the past few years. And if we want to not walk in circles, we got to do something different. And this to me feels like the time to start. So yeah, that's that. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit guys, just about who is here. So uh, just to get you up to speed, we said we have nine players that have been announced. The way that that team shakes out is we have Jamali Waite as a keeper, which I think we're all pretty happy about. Our center backs are currently Ordonez and Farrell, who we discussed. The wingers at this point are Nathan Dos Santos and Luke Biasi. We talked to Luke at the holidays. He seems really excited to get back and get working. Our midfield is Kenny, Robbie Mertz, and Mark Ibarra. And then our forwards are Dequa. And so that's our squad. Um, I was going to ask you guys, where do you think we need more help? But I think the answer (laughs) is everywhere because we don't have enough to field a team. So like, we'll take them at any position, please. Um, you know, at this point when, you know, you have a lot of other teams announcing a lot of other signings and we see some of our guys that are going off and playing in other places, Josh, how are you feeling about that lineup at the moment? I mean, it's, it's pretty sparse, uh, knowing that there's two more players on this list helps a, a tiny, tiny bit, uh, just to know that, you know, there, there is something happening in the background and I don't know, I'm. I'm not that pessimistic as far as the signings go yet. Like I said, I'm waiting because I feel like there there's going to be something and I don't want to like just jump the gun and kind of like gloom and doom this right now, but it is discouraging. And I, I am curious because I, I don't pay attention as much to the other teams in the league as far as signing announcements until it gets closer to the season. Uh, how many players are signed for the other teams? I'd be curious right now to like, if you weren't through, like, are we really outliers or does it just feel like the grass is greener on the other side? Uh, situation here so i it's i don't know i'm not gloom and doom that's all i'm saying it's not gloom and doom mike it's gonna be okay we're gonna be we're gonna be fine uh, hopefully we're gonna be great listen i want to be <laughs> prove me wrong like i i don't i don't want to be right i really don't i'm just tired of pretending that like i really like this new season mike i honestly <laughs> i think it's gonna make this this podcast ex- exciting it's gonna be good i'm just i like I said, I, I love the club. You know, I love a lot of people at the club. Um, I love our connections at the club. Like everybody's great, but I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to just sort of 
speak what's on my mind as opposed show to show me a championship or walk. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so I, I can't remember. It, we've been talking for almost an hour now, so I can't remember if I mentioned this or not, but jo Josh, your point of like, you don't know what other teams actually look like our buddy, John Morrissey at USL tactics. I mentioned, I think already, he currently has the hounds not making the playoffs in 2023 based on if the season were to start right now, be just because of how other teams are built. <laughs> Obviously, the season is not yeah, going to start right now. Yeah, we would be right pretty now. bad. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's just sort of getting to your point, though, Josh. Of like, we don't really pay a ton of attention to who's signing everywhere else. John is, and he's saying that it's not looking great for us at this moment. So, the other thing that, that was in, go ahead, go. Out of that list of players, I was going to say, do you see anyone in particular maybe picking out one that you could see maybe taking a big step forward based off of their, you know their involvement in the previous season you can say no i mean that's a valid answer too I want to no see i come think back to greatness like i want to see yeah. Mertz have a great season again because i feel like last season was disappointing but at the same time coming in halfway through the season not you know being yeah. kind of considered for the the role that he was playing to begin with and like the team not really being shaped with him in mind uh this year i'm really hoping we see uh the Mertz of old and you know even better than we've seen in the past because that could be a huge step forward there when check my memory too um from the time that Mertz has been here he's been a pretty durable player right like yeah. he gets on the field he doesn't yeah. really you know yeah yeah i was gonna say jamali wait i'm interested to see how he does with the new keeper coach and and you know last season was his rookie season right out of Golden college glove. and glove here we go I'm just saying, like I, I could see him progressing. We we saw shades of greatness, but clearly, you know, he's he needs more time to develop. All keepers do, and so, yeah, I think he could have a, I think he could have a big season. Um, he, has, he has the confidence, I think, yeah, to kind of carry yeah. him. That I remember when he made that error in Louisville, um, which I think led to Louisville's like first goal. It was like a bad pass out of the back, and they they capitalized on it. Um, in such a stadium in such a moment and such against such a team, you can kind of wilt being like such a young player, but you know, he never really did. And that yeah. kind of shows a big kind of mental strength that he has. Yeah. I don't know. I, a personal kind of like favorite. I, I, uh, I, Ibarra never really caught my eye throughout the entire season until he took that pen at the end of the season. <laughs> and it was just <laughs> so smooth. And I was like, all right, you're, you're now my new favorite player. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Listen, as long as, as long as he brings back the 90s tuck, I'll be fine. Like the, like, tuck go. the shirt in the front and leave it hanging out the back. It's yeah. So, so uh, 90s. But like I love a French it. tuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Marky Barra, the French tuck player. <laughs> that needs to go to flag somewhere. Be like, what? Why am I the French tuck? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's sort of our thoughts on the uh on the lineup. I guess Kev, did you share who you thought? Oh, no, you said Marky Barra. So, I said yeah. Barra, yeah, yeah. So that's fine. Um the one other thing that I had on here, I'm just sort of quickly scanning through the agenda because I know there's a lot and I know we're already basically at time. But one other thing that John Morrissey, again, at USL Tactics on Twitter, go follow him. He, I'm sure we will have him on the show at some point over the offseason. Um, he went through and ranked all of the coaches in the USL. Ooh. And yeah, um, that we, go check it out on Twitter. He, he shared the link recently. And he put the coaches in the different tiers. And so Lily 
um, basically was in the second tier, not the best of the best. Um, but he dubbed that second tier as adept tinkerers. And his exact quote was that Bob Lilly is my biggest bugaboo here. The sheer scope of his success as a manager is unmatched, but there's an aspect of what have you done for me lately at play? No manager is as tactically fluid or as proven at forging cohesion from a motley roster. Still, no Lilly side has reached a conference final since Rochester's 2015 title. He's great, but he's not the greatest. So uh, that's really good. <laughs> I really wanted to argue against it, but uh... <laughs> and to be fair, like I don't know, you say second tier, it kind of makes it sound like it might be pretty bad. But like, there's five tiers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and he still tier has like you know uh, four coaches in it or four or five right. coaches in it. So it wasn't like it was you know. Oh man, he was pretty low and low. like he was no, like top five or top. He was six. like yeah, he was like sixth overall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that's pretty darn good. Um, no complaints there as far as you know that goes. But yeah, I, I feel like he would easily make it into the first tier with a championship under like if for Pittsburgh. So yeah, I don't disagree with you, and I think again, like please, please prove me wrong. Like that's that's <laughs> that's sort of. I'm just gonna get a T-shirt that says "Please prove me wrong" this year, like because that I want to be proven wrong, but. I have a Stefan uh, shirt. Maybe I still have that. I might have thrown it away. That said, uh, uh, talk is cheap. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, Coach yeah. yeah like his... That was his like thing, and there was like a picture of him like pointing. Yep, pointing, and yep. yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, if I still have the shirt, I can give that to you. I... Okay. <laughs> go, go, go. Um, no, listen, I, this is – I. I don't want to make this sound like a Lily out train, especially in January. I mean, we've talked to Bob. I think Bob is, is a fantastic individual. I think that as a tactician, he is amazing, but I also have concerns about the stagnation of the development of the team. I think he came in and he did fantastic things to get the team to the point where we are perennial playoff contenders. But when we don't get past the first or second round in the past six years, at a certain point, you need to ask yourself, like, is that the ceiling or is it not? And if we're not changing things, if, if we're seeing gaps in, in development, then we as a fan base have a right to question things and it's the team's job to prove us wrong. So um, th that's just, you know, I feel like that's just going to be a, an ongoing thing that you might hear from me all season. And then again, we might start a season on fire and that all just fades away. And great. I, I will be happy to play this clip and say that I was, you know, wrong, 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 wrong. But I also, um, I'm trying to, to go into the season with clear open eyes and uh, yeah. I think you have swung too far back, Mike. My what? You swung too far back from last season. But I like it. It's weird. It, it's I. It's naturally, without even thinking, it's making me more optimistic about everything. And so, hey, I like it. Thanks for being miserable, Mike. It really yeah. helps us all out. Yeah, Good. yeah. Good. You're like the what's the oh, there are things in magical worlds or whatever where it's like a thing that just like holds a curse, like so you don't have to. Like, great, you're that for us this season. You just hold all the negative energy, so we don't have to, and it's and it's wonderful. Good. Could be good. Um, well, I mean, guys, I I feel like that's that's everything I had on the agenda for tonight. Um, you know, I keep thinking like the season's really far away. It's January 9th. The season officially starts in like two and a half months, which 
we always are like, we got plenty of time. And then before you know it, there's like no time. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to try to work with the team, um, assuming they don't listen to this. And then they're like, Mike's office hinges. We're not letting them talk to anybody. <laughs> but, you know, we'll try to get some of the players in here for sure and talk to them. Last year, we talked to Dan Visser, which was amazing. Um, maybe we'll talk to Dan again. Here, super rapid fire. Don't think, just answer. All right. Last season, I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'm gonna give you team names. I'm gonna give you where they finished last season. You have to tell me if they're gonna finish higher or lower. Okay. So Louisville finished first in the East. Are they gonna still finish first, or they're gonna finish lower? I'm gonna say lower because that's like hard to get higher. <laughs> I'll say lower. Yeah. Memphis finishing second. Lower. Yeah. Tampa finishing third. I can higher. higher. Birmingham finishing fourth. Lower, I hope. I think higher. They've made some signings this offseason that have been like, oh, crap. So I wish good things on them. Lower. I don't <laughs> want to wish good things on them either, but I'm, I'm worried. Yeah. I'll finish with two. Us at fifth. Go ahead, Mike. Higher. <laughs> I'm going to say higher. I was going to say same. Okay. And then Detroit finishing seventh. Higher. God, I hope lower. I hope so much lower. <laughs> I think Detroit's going to go. I haven't actually been paying attention to who Detroit is bringing in, um, but it just feels like last year being their first season in the usl we expected nothing from them and they were just a little friggin tasmanian devil and so like i can only expect that they're going to get better but that could be folly oh i'm gonna give detroit re- what they want and that's to be hated so i'm gonna say <laughs> relegated relegated there they go relegated <laughs> you have to go play an mls mls next pro yeah you're out <laughs> Kev, you said you had one more? No, I, I was just going to say, yeah, like Red Bulls finishing dead last. Are they going to do it again? <laughs> Red Bulls aren't here. I was say they're not here. Oh, so crap. Sure. Yeah, well, there All you the go. MLS2 That's, teams yeah. are gone. Although the other the other bit of news is it sounds like Loudon could potentially be purchased, and so they won't be a two-team. Oh, did know. they? I, I saw I, something For some reason it, yeah. in my brain, I was thinking it was already announced that they're selling, but I don't know for sure. I wasn't paying that close attention. Yeah, so Loudon might be a, no longer a two team, and uh, and and yeah, they might be in the USL. But more to come. We need to do more digging. Listen, we've got a lot of stuff that we've been talking about to put together for the off season. Um, Steve is gonna try to see if he can get his way into the new training complex and take his camera with him and maybe get a tour, which would be fantastic to share. Um, and I know that there have been a number of uh, sort of stat based. Uh, questions and topics that we've been talking amongst the whole Mongols crew. Um, some of the stuff about, you know, the history of sort of recruiting and, uh, you know, the, the, the way that um, these, some of these perennial contenders have been built year over year versus some of the ways that other teams like to build their teams. So a lot of really insightful stuff from people that are a lot smarter than me um, are, are going to be sharing some stuff here over the next few months, in addition to the nonsense that I'm sure we will bring as always. So um, if you have anything that you would like us to talk about, you have any questions, any thoughts, feel free to let us know. Um, we're happy to talk about stuff, but like we said, a lot of stuff coming your way regardless. Um, gentlemen, anything else for this one? Uh, if you're, you're still army member, uh, get to the discord and start, uh, suggesting songs for the steel army tailgate playlist. Uh, it's, uh, the voting has begun for those. So yeah, we need to build a whole new playlist every year. And, uh, yeah. How does, We're wait, how does the voting it. work? Do you just like submit an idea and then it's in, or does it have to like pass a panel and people can veto? 
So there's upvotes. There's thumbs up. It has to oh, have okay. eight thumbs up. You're allowed okay. to upvote your own thing, which you probably should. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, if it gets eight thumbs up, it gets added to the playlist. Uh, that's going up. It, it used to be only five. So, uh, mm. yeah, it's a little bit harder to get a song on the playlist. We've grown a little bit too much for, uh, you know, five. <laughs> if you had to guess, what would you say is the most popular voted song that you've seen? Steel Army. I honestly could not tell you at all. Like it's usually like stuff just squeaks by usually. Usually okay. as soon as it gets five, people stop voting on it. They're like, gotcha. okay, fine, whatever. So now as soon as it gets eight, I'm sure people are just gonna be like, cool, it's on. Don't have it's to vote in. for it. So, yeah, yeah. 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 But you cannot vote for Thunderstruck. That cannot be on the playlist. That is a special song that gets played at the end of the tailgate. <laughs> we don't need random Thunderstruck circles popping up during <laughs> mid, <laughs> middle of the tailgate. You don't want five Thunderstruck circles before the game starts, Josh? Why not? No reason. No reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool, cool, cool. Um, and also, I guess if you haven't gotten your Steel Army membership yet, you can do so at steelarmy.com. Yep. Uh, pre-order link is up there. It is literally just a screenshot of my computer screen from because <laughs> I made it right before the holiday party. So uh, nice. no official art yet. We are working on the scarf design right now. Uh, Any we'll teasers? We'll probably have it all ready for the end of this uh, month. Uh, teasers? Um, yeah. Can you give us a hint? Uh, if you look at the actual link on the Steel Army website, it kind of gives you the vibe that we're going for. Uh, so... You have spoken to go like there, a, look at it, like and then actually click on it yeah. and <laughs> repurchase your membership. Way to go. Um, all right. Well, I think that's all that we have for this one. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, uh, for listening in, for joining live. We appreciate those of you who uh, sort of watch. Um, I'm always surprised at like how many people actually subscribe to the channel on YouTube because that's like a thing. And so some people are watching us. I don't know why, like I wouldn't watch myself, but and I'm selling it really well here. Spoken like um, a true salesman. I was gonna yeah. <laughs> Tis the year of just curmudgeon Mike. Here we go. Speak for yourself. Me and Josh are fabulous. That's what I yeah. say. <laughs> I have key lights in my setup, all right? Oi. All right. I, I'm not even going to read through all the stuff. I'm just going to say thanks, everybody. We will talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.